It's happened again, gentlemen. <laughs> you, you cannot believe it. Of course, we're down here in Melbourne and we thought at the end of 2020 we'd seen the end of lockdown, we'd seen the end of everything, but we, so we are get back. Another week, you reckon? I think we're getting another week. Of course, we record on a Tuesday, but the good news is for the next 45 minutes we get to forget about lockdown. Most of our, A lot of our listeners aren't even in Victoria, so yeah. let's uh, put a smile on our dial and get through it. And then afterwards, we get straight back to the couch, get on the food, get on the beers. It's been it's been tough, hasn't it? Another week in lockdown. I reckon we're all doing it a little bit hard because we're disappointed, but it's been boring as well. And, Nate, I, I reckon you're bored. I saw a little video come through of you last night. You've taken your kids out for the exercise you're allowed to each day. You've taken them down to the pier and you're trying to get them to jump into the cold water. What are you doing you to your kids? You've got to find ways to entertain the kids, Matthew, and you've got to find ways, to build, you've got to find ways to build character. I find this extraordinary. What you, tell and us what you do. I've come up with a $100 challenge because I've got four kids, but I uh, only oh. offered up the three of them because <laughs> one's four, so I don't know it's appropriate. <laughs> so down the pier, uh, we've been jumping off down at the pier at Williamstown all summer, and it's, and it's pretty cold at the best of times <laughs> in the middle of summer. Um, and it's probably a three-metre drop off the yeah. pier and then there's a ladder that you Can I just preface this up. and say, Nathan, you know how cold it is because we used to jump yeah. off the yeah. Port Melbourne pier uh, when we were playing footy. So you, you're basically putting your kids through agony. So I said Winter. to them, I said, who wants a $100 challenge? Because they're always going, you know, I want to buy this, I want to buy that, and why can't I have this, why can't I have a phone? I'm like, well, you've got to earn money. You got to do. I ask you to do the dishes. You don't do them. I ask you to unstack the dishwasher. You don't do it. But you want money. So here's a hundred dollar challenge. Okay? Hundred bucks. It's winter. We've started winter. It is freezing. I said, "Who wants to jump off the pier?" And they all went, "Yep, yeah, I will. I will." Okay, hundred bucks. Jump off the pier. That's all we have to do. And then Jude starts asking me, "Oh, can we do something different? Can we do this? Can we do that? <laughs> can we do that? Get, get hundred dollars another way." So we get down there, and I knew I, I didn't think they were going to do it. I knew Helena would get there and pretend she was going to do it, but I didn't think she'd do it. So I thought my money was safe. But I'd taken the money down there, had it in my pocket anyway. So you took 200 down? 200 down because only the two girls got in their bathers. Jude didn't get in his So bathers. Jude, no interest from Jude? Uh, there was interest once then Helena jumped in oh. and uh, she got out pretty quickly and it was freezing. Came and, with 100 bucks. And mind you... The footage I saw, he was very reluctant to hand the hundred. <laughs> it was pretty windy, so I was worried that it was all going to fly away. Um, and then Ava did it, and I videoed Ava and both of them. But I could only post one because Ava got up and actually swore halfway up the ladder. I'm like, hang on, what? Yeah, it was what, that what cold. Word? In there. What word did she drop? We don't need to. We we we, we, we teach the real bad one. Or the Jude would have been a bit flat that he's not walking home with a hundred as well. Genuinely flat. He's <laughs> going to want to do it. He goes, I'll get in my undies. I said, you're not getting in your undies, mate. You had your chance <laughs> and you missed it. I said, there's moments in life where you've got to take opportunity. This was one of them, oh, and you missed out. Little life lesson. And so we walked back to the car, and he's crying because the other girls have got 100, they're waving it around, they're, <laughs> they're coming up and putting it on his face. That, and imagine when you're four, 100 bucks is a yeah, lot of money. What are they going to do? What, well, they're 10-9, they... um, and Jude's no, six. Jude. And I God, walked back, and I said, look, Randy. mate, I'm going to have a chat to you. I need to chat to you about courage. Oh, I said, oh Jesus Christ. It took courage to do what those girls just did there. <laughs> you got to take your chance. Sometimes in life there's things you don't want to do and you've got to screw your guts up and get it done. So basically this was one of those times, and it's a lesson for you, young man, that when you get older, this was a time where you needed to take your chance. And I said, you missed out, you didn't take it, but next time when something like this comes up, you might have the courage to do it. Oh, oh, this is parenting 101. Isn't it? I don't know whether this is correct parenting, Matthew, but it <laughs> works for the way day. What are they, is there any rules on what they can spend the, the 100 large on? Uh, no, no, whatever they want, it's their money. Hey, like we, we take hygiene very seriously at this show. We do. 
You've been in trouble. I've been in trouble. For leaving kombucha everywhere. Yeah. You've been in trouble for eating cereal. cereal at the desk and leaving it there, which is disgusting. But you were cited last week doing something even worse. Let's have a look. <laughs> How the state of you? No. So he is, he's sitting at the desk presenting oh. a, a television show and he's decided to start shaving... <laughs> so where's all that hair going? Just all over the desk and the ground. You, what is really? wrong with you? So why would you go into the bathroom, which the is five metres away? The vision we've just seen is brownish. We're using an electric razor sitting at the desk that people sit at all day. We film numerous shows in this hmm. studio. You're sitting there just shaving a spray and hair everywhere. What are you thinking? Well, I was I was a little bit hairy under here, right? And Georgie pointed out the fact that you might need a shave. You like the five o'clock shadow. And I said, in fact, I've actually got a, a shaver in there. And she goes, why don't you shave and I'll film it. So I said, all right, no oh, problem. I don't. And, I did, and she filmed it. So it wasn't actually my fault, Hummer, but every now and then. That's not acceptable. You can't right? be I cleaned doing that, it up. Mate. I had a, like a, a chucks. You can't be doing that. But, Richo, you, again, What's I, I'm now? sorry to say that you, uh, you have infringed yeah, again. Not any stones, mate. What's the one thing that you bring into this office every every day? You come well, in. Well, there's two things at the moment. I bring a kombucha can in and What's... a mask. Yeah, well, well a mask. Of that course, goes yeah. without saying that we wear a mask. Well, here's you speaking to Jace, uh, our camera floor guy, last week with a can of kombucha in your hand. Now, I don't know whether we can zoom in, but we're oh. there. <laughs> we can zoom in now, Richo. Mate, Come on, mate. Again, you if you are listening. Stones, if you're going to roll that sort of shit out. Hang on. If, no, if you're well, listening. Yeah, it's, your, it's not your kombucha, is it? No one else drinks that That's crap. That's disappointing. <laughs> I must have done that. I, I apologise so again. So for those listening, we've just had a photo of a uh, Richo in the studio drinking a kombucha, but then there is a crunched up kombucha can just tucked <laughs> just away under the scrunch and thrown up to the edge of the well, studio. There's a prop. We're in a the, pandemic. He's left his yeah, ass lying there's no around. I've walked. Your, your patient number was zero. Last time this You're, happened, I walked the whole floor trying to find a bin, and I couldn't find one. So it? I was. I'd forgotten to pick it up. Clearly, I was going to. And it was all stomped up. on as well. Just, I must <laughs> admit, there is a lack of bins around this joint. Oh, yeah, they cleared on. them out. I just got a note to say my parking's expired. All right. All right. Well, we Hopefully. could go. Hey, Richo, this week. Yeah. I um. I put this up on Twitter. It engaged very well, but geez, it was uh, I was copied from pillar to post. I, I have this. said that Jack Rewalt's mark, given how difficult it was, could very well be the greatest mark that we have ever seen. Because I'll tell you why. Yes, it wasn't as spectacular as as some of them have been. He didn't get like as Shea high Bol- as Shea some Bolton's of them. might have been maybe more spectacular because he got higher. He has taken a reverse hanger. Yeah, I've never seen one like this. So there's a lot of different factors that come into this, Mark. One, he's running with the flight of the ball. You've got a pack of players yep. coming the other courageous. way. Courageous. Right? But he, so he's jumped up. He's then got the lift off Jason Castagna. And as he's lifted, Marby or Charles come the other way got and the hit double him, lifter. And he's turned. And t- I've never seen a mark like no. that. So, Hummer, I reckon it's in the conversation. It yeah. is. Like, um, if you watch it in slow motion, you can't actually understand how he has yeah. somehow been elevated yeah. from the front. It's it was great courage. Obviously, it's been compared to his cousin's Nick's Nick at the SCG. And I was working with Duck last week. Um, and everything that Duck does is better than everybody else's hum. So, the, uh, for an example, last year we were talking about how quickly it takes you to start an open fire at home. And Duck yep. said, nobody in the world would start a fire quicker than me. So, so he's that sort of guy. Everything that, he does, uh, he every, does it's, best. It's better than yeah. everybody yeah, else. Yeah, yeah. And so we started talking about the Nick Rewalt mark and he goes, it actually wasn't that courageous, the Nick Rewalt mark. He goes, <laughs> what? I know he went back hard, but when he got hit, 
His body turned around and made that it made better. it look courageous. Oh, it was courageous. <laughs> so how would you rate them? They're different marks because Nick's the ball was coming in flat and Nick's running flat out back yeah. with the ball. He was fly. going oh, far. Nick, he was running flat out. Nick's was more courageous. Jack's I think was, Jack's was a better mark. It had more for it. Yeah, yeah. like pure class double lifter. Yeah. Nick's was just unbelievable. Chest, Stupid it was courage. A chest mark. It's going to be interesting mark of the year because Shea Bolton's mark will be nominated. We know yep. it wasn't mark of the week, but the AFL can throw it in at the end of the year. Yep. So it's going to be Shea Bolton v. Rewalt, unless someone else takes it. Well, I think Rewalt has mark. to get it. I, I think, think he does. When, so. you, when you do something nobody else has done before, so we've never seen that. Yeah. We've seen Shea Bolton's mark yeah. over and over and over again. Yeah. Can I give you the other reason it was such a great mark? Because Richmond went into that last quarter five goals up. The Adelaide Crows came out and kicked the first four yeah. goals yeah. of that last quarter, and Richmond were under siege. They lose this game. They're out of the eight. He t- they go into the centre bounce. It comes out of the centre bounce. He willed himself to mark that ball and yeah. kick the goal. So it was unbelievable. Kicked three in the last quarter. He did. A lot of yeah. chat about Jack Rewild at the moment and his future. Where does he stand, Brownie, in the all-time Richmond Fords? Well, he's, he's right up there um, with the greatest of all time. He may be the greatest of all time. I know that someone he's in this room Royce thinks Hart. he is the greatest of all time. No, but no, don't, don't, don't be <laughs> Royce Hart is centre-half forward in the AFL team of the century. Yep. Royce Hart's the greatest forward that's ever played at Richmond. But Jack... But there's a lot of people that him. haven't seen Royce Hart play as well. So when we're in the modern era, apples and apples, we're going to compare him with you. And oh. um, <laughs> oh. I think Jack played in better sides, so you're able to kick more goals. But if it was just my choice, I'd have to go with the man here. <laughs> Are you serious? Yeah. Wow. Oh, thanks, Nada. There you go. Oh, there you go. Nice yeah, COVID safe. Pump. Hey, uh, the other end, or the other end of the ground, Jake Lever is just Mate. really. There was some times when he first signed at Melbourne, played at Melbourne, and we thought. Well, Melbourne supporters yeah. thought, geez, what have we done here? You know what? I, I reckon Jake Lever had, has always been a great intercept defender. He's played in some good teams, played, played in a grand final team at the Adelaide Crows. But after going and watching that game at Eddie had what is it now, Marvel Stadium on Friday night and sitting on the boundary, you could hear everything the players were saying. And it was is this cool. where you went and set up in the stands in various yeah. spots that was around Marvel? Wasn't that wasn't my idea. <laughs> really? But anyway, I, I, I could hear everything the players were saying on the ground. And I can tell you now, Jake Lever is like a coach out on the ground for that Melbourne team. So much so that after the game, I just heard him. He was yelling all night, instructing. Every time there was a stoppage or the ball was down the other end, you know, he's screaming and instructing. He was like a coach on the ground. He couldn't even talk after the game. His voice was nearly gone. He's gone up in my estimations, Jake Lever. And on the back of that, Melbourne are the most organised defence in the competition right now. And I noticed how quickly they went from um, attack then into defence when they lost the footy. Yeah. But... When you go up the other end, it was Neil Bullen who organises them all up yeah. there. I watched yeah. him and he was ravenous at getting that forward half of the ground set up. He and also Jake the Snake Melksham, who is uh, playing, I guess, for his spot in the side yeah. at the moment. Their organisation and getting players and pointing, that's why Melbourne are on top of the ladder and at the moment, is how quickly they get into defence and they strangled the Bulldogs and didn't allow them the any dogs, space out. Know, I didn't see the dogs move the ball through the corridor once for that game. Mm. So Jake Lever, take a bow. Another side that's going all right at the moment, despite losing the Hawks in round one, Essendon. So much so, there's, I mean, I, I'm not buying into it that they're a premiership contender, but they're looking set to play finals. Well, if they, 
if you took all their close losses into account, they could be sitting inside the top four. They've lost mm. a couple of games by under a goal. Oh, look, all you can say about Essendon at the moment is Adrian Dodoro has absolutely nailed the last few drafts, yep. hasn't he? You have a look at the young talent coming through. The three in particular that we're all talking about are Cox, Jones and Archie Perkins. Sure, he was good the other night. And then don't forget Draper, who's not playing at the moment. Yep. Um, he could not have nailed, though. And they're all talls. They're all bigger players. Yeah. I think everyone wrote off the Bombers. Do you think um, they can play finals? Yep. I think it comes down to who wins Dreamtime, actually. When Dylan Shear went down, Draper went down, there was one other player that went down in the Cold same well. game. Um, well. And everyone thought the Bombers' season's over. Mm. Yeah, they got some young talent. But I, 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 I don't think anybody at that point would have said the Bombers are going to rebound like they have. No, Darcy no. Parrish goes in the middle, plays some pretty good football. Um, Tip and Woody, who's a barometer, we'll get to him later. Uh, but they are, they are flying. Can they play finals? Well, this way... I think they can, but... Got, How much into the season well, do their young players, can they, they carry this form? I'll tell young you, players do get tired. The next month you know, will tell the story for them because they play Richmond this week in Dreamtime. Look, Richmond aren't flying, but they'll go in as favourites. Then they do have Geelong and Melbourne in the next month. Yeah. So I reckon we'll be able to say a bit more after the next three or four games. Hey, of course, given the situation we're in down here, Dreamtime has had to be moved. To be honest, it's going to be if, a there's any, if there's any ground that it, if it can't beat the G... The next best ground in the country for have dream time is at Perth. Yeah, it's an unbelievable stadium, Brownie. You've been there. It's the atmosphere is incredible. How, and did you, how many did you play? Was Dream Time around when you were yeah. just started? Yeah, but it's, um, six was the first one, wasn't it? Essendon and Richmond have got a heap of supporters in Perth. I think it's going to be a sellout. They reckon they'll get sixty thousand there. So how good's that? And the first dream time, Dean Polo won best on ground. Kicked three goals. First the, game uh, in 28 the, the, the leopard, the leopard, leopard, leopard <laughs> hair. He's famous for the leopard spot in the hair. Obviously, it's a, you know, it's a magnificent occasion celebrating the Indigenous players. What, who was who the best Indigenous player that, that you played with or against? That I played with? Probably, probably against and now commentator. Obviously, Buddy Franklin. I, I love watching him play. And we've talk, I think we've talked about it before here on this podcast, but I'll never forget that night and poor old Carl Hooker was chasing him around the oh. boundary line. I was sitting, <laughs> sitting on the boundary line and when he kicked those goals, running around the boundary line, running and bouncing it, come coming past me on the boundary line, I just thought, how good is this guy? The hairs on the neck literally stood yeah. up. That, I think that's my favourite moment from an Indigenous player. You can't go past Andrew McLeod's 97-98. Um, not only did he win the Norm Smith medals, but he did it in the prelims as well. He kicked yeah. seven in the prelim. We, we sent Liberty to tag him. Did he? We, kicked, we sent Liberty to tag him, kicked yeah. seven in the prelim. Andrew McLeod with about that. Yeah. being tagged. So he did it in two prelims, two grand finals. But I was lucky enough to play one season in 99 with Nicky Winmar. So he retired from oh. – not retired from the Saints, but he was coming to the end How of the Saints. How was he? Because everyone always says either side of the body – Beautiful. So what Nicky Winmar does, uh, he's just the ability to weight the ball perfectly. Yeah. And when you speak about players who – there's a lot of players who kick the ball in hard and it's quite yeah. hard to market, but he just had this ability, similar like Doug, Doug Hawkins, yeah. just to weight the ball beautifully. And his kicks, they didn't spin quick, but they got to where they needed to go when you were getting there. Yeah, yeah. And he just had – Enormous timing, and he was fun. He always had a smile on his face. He was always laughing, always a prankster. So one year with Nicky Wimmer, I was great. I used to bump into Nicky a bit down around St Kilda when I lived there, and as you say, he's just always in a good mood. Yeah, Nicky, always, always laughing, fun. always yeah. fun, up great and about. Richo, I've got a bone to pick with you. I, I guess it's probably not your fault. Around the grounds for the Ace of Gemstone this week, we like to always cover three games. We have not had to leave the... State. A- Apple State. Is it the Apple State? The Apple State. What's Tasmania? The Apple Isle. Apple Isle. 
the apple <laughs> state. <laughs> leave, the, leave the apple aisle this way. Let's have a look at around the grounds. Now, we're going to start with in the Southern Football League. This is so down around Hobart, south. yeah. Claremont, zero goals, zero points. Signet's a town, is it? Against yeah, Signet. I thought it was a colour, Signet. Oh, that was a fun. Anyway, Signet, seven. 52 goals. I reckon Signet. 17 points, 329. I could be wrong here. I thought Signet, and hence the name, I thought they used to be the Swans, but they've taken up the port. <coughs> oh, Obviously, yeah, the port. port Adelaide have helped them out with some gear. So you'd imagine Signet will be on the water somewhere, given they're called the Port. Yeah, yeah exactly. Look at uh, this one here, Richard and our, Hutchins. Our, the team that we have almost confirmed, Richo and Brownie, are going to go down there and help out a day later in the year. Richmond one two eight against Hutchins. Do you know Hutchins? I do know Hutchins is the the old school, old, old, school. old school, the old school. Fastics yeah. kick nine. Thirty seven best. Twenty eight two hundred and this is this is what this is another thing that does my head in. How can you kick nine goals and not get in the best? And not be in the best. Not players? even in the best. Like not in the best six. That's ridiculous. And Hudson, who hasn't kicked the goal, is. You know what? They just reward like they this. Do. They would have rewarded yeah. it like at full back. Well done. Yeah. And now I just want to, again, we need to bring up the old poor. This North is my West old stomping ground hummer up north. Fourth, 36 goals, 17, 233 de- defeated East Ulverston. Three goals. Ulverston. East, East Ulverston and West Ulverston need to get together and form a better team. I want to see the Ulverston, the clash of the Ulverstons. Look at poor old Turner's Beach there. Turner's Beach, zero goals, 2 2 to 33, 21, 2 1, 19. Thankfully, Rosebury Turak in that game. <laughs> Did you know what? Some of these towns, like Mott and Preston, I, I don't know how they filled a team. There'd be 20 people. That well, they're doing all right. They just won like 240 <laughs> points on the weekend. Hey, outside of the podcast, you guys are, you know, you compete. You work for Channel 9, you work for Channel 7. It was ratings day yesterday. M, and you work for 3AW, which we always love because the results, the rating, the last survey came out. I am very happy to announce that... Hundreds and hundreds of thousands more people listened to Richo the new brownie. It's a good result for AW, Nate, yesterday. <laughs> you got it. We popped the champagne down there yesterday. It was a good Absolutely day. Absolutely brained him. Absolutely brained him for AW. With your big I fat know Because I know this disappoints you because you always go back. Then he'll take it back to the age group now, won't you? Well, People at 3AW, yeah. you've got a certain target market. We have a certain target market. Well, obviously our target yeah. is a better they're, target. They're listening a just, bit more. Let's just have a look at what the targets are, Matthew. Right. So, oh, here we Triple go. Triple M Melbourne. Look at, look at every Number one stats. reach for people under 70. So we have 67,000 more than you guys under 70. Yeah. Number one share for people under 70 percentage-wise. 25 to 54, we beat you by almost 100,000. Yeah. And 25 to 54, we beat you by 5.4%. So that means the only people we don't win are 70 and over. And Nathan, These people, well, Matthew, get up in the morning and they turn their radio on if they haven't turned it off overnight already and they don't even listen to it. They wouldn't <laughs> even know what the hell you've said. They wouldn't even know that Fremail are in the competition. That's... <coughs> Where they're at, Matthew, they don't listen to the football. They don't download. And Rip. we're in 2021. Shut up for oh, a minute. Don't go we're to in download. 2020. The downloads are oh, the off downloads. the charts, Thanks, particularly for my top five on a Friday night. So downloadable content. And you can have your seven-year-olds. That's fine. You can have them. But we don't 
Go for that market, Matthew. Hummer, this and this, oh, this will just. And that's the most homework. They are. They are. See how he, that see, is, see how is, grumpy he gets about this. That just we had a. If you At are the end of the day, Hummer, we won the ratings three AW and won easily. Okay. There's a lot of people out there who don't even know what the AM dial but why is. Why don't you want the There's people of Hummer's age who, yeah. who still think the AM is some sort of uh, alarm they have on their phone. You don't even. You, the, you don't listen you know to the AM, other do. thing. I listen. Be honest, what do you mean? Be honest. When was the last time you clicked over to AM? The dial in my RAV4 has not left 1116 in 20 years. You know what he's doing here now? It just hasn't. I know what he's doing here now. He's, he's doing what Duck does. He's talking yeah. over the top. He won't Get listen it, to any the, other people. Well, there's stats. All right. They are good stats. Cold, hard they stats. Good stats. Have you ever it, seen him do so much research? He's never done any defending. homework before in his life. But well, listen, actually, Nathan, that, just that listen. That emailed to me yesterday, so it's pretty easy to copy and paste. <laughs> You've just gone on there and had your little... So I'll give you one other bit of a... Do you want to have longevity in this industry? Do you want to have longevity? Ooh. Answer my question. Yes, Matthew. Well, guess what? I'm going to have a job at 3RW till I'm 70 the way I'm going. Yes. Older people like listening. Yeah. I've got 25 years left. Yeah. I'm not sure you can do that. Yeah. At Triple M sure. I reckon we can, mate. I oh. reckon we got the top five for the next 25 oh. years. Right. <laughs> oh, it's all I, I we love. Run, it. Hum. We run, hum. We run. Hana 3A dubs. Hey, Brownie. There's been a lot of talk about the barometers. Rex, at the Rex still at Three Aw, was he, or did they move him on? No, Rex still does footy, footy night line. Oh, yeah, he's good. He doesn't do the footy though, does he? He does footy night line. Footy night line. They move him on. They move him on, Matthew. How do you reckon it went at Triple M? Just like they get all the boys clubbing together and said, yeah. "Boys, come on." Yeah. What target market? Did you see the target? Well, market? I mean, anyway, you, you can skin a cat a million ways. You won't move. Going, on. This you is can't very, accept very Hutchy of you. This is exactly what Hutchy does at, <laughs> at, at Croc. Hey, yeah, yeah, but the word barometer has been thrown around. I don't even know what a barometer is. A barometer is something that oh, you no, measure. It's pressure. Yeah. Air pressure. I should know that. I'm a, I'm a sailor. Um, no, you're not. So we're, we know Brownie likes to be a weatherman when we're doing the yep. AFL previews. Well, he, he likes to, you know, check out the weather. So we, what I thought you should do, Nathan, last week, Reese uh, Matheson from yep. the Brisbane Lions, he came out and proclaimed that he was the barometer, he was the barometer for, for the, the Brisbane, Brisbane Lions. Lions which so I put together mm. the barometers from each team. Yep. Um, and unfortunately for uh, Reese, I didn't have him as the oh. for the Brisbane Lions. <laughs> Who'd you have? Uh, for the Brisbane Lions, I had Mitch Robinson. Yeah, I agree. I think he's clearly yeah, the barometer of that team. Not saying that Reese Matheson isn't. I think when he's playing the way he did, getting yeah. in Dusty's grill. And so, did he call himself the barometer? He said he felt like he, he was I don't, a bit of a barometer. I don't think you can be calling yourself the barometer. Oh, you can. That's what he just said. He introed the whole thing as that. Oh, Reece Matheson. I tuned out to be honest. Okay. <laughs> so at Melbourne, I think when Stephen May's playing well, I think Melbourne play well. Yeah, good call. Does the kickouts, wins the one-on-ones. Uh, won't be best on ground because that'll go to Petrarca or Clayton Oliver. Oliver. At the Dogs, Tom Libertore is Absolutely. their barometer. Yep. At the Cats, Gary Rowan is their barometer. Is he? I think so. What? Yeah. yeah. You got to. No, no. I, I see what you're saying. When when Rowan plays well, Geelong and Norman. Yeah. Winning, yeah. Yep. But uh, which comes first there, the chicken or the egg? Oh. Yeah, no, that's a good question. Uh, says. Port Adelaide, when Charlie Dixon is up and about and playing yeah. well, they are very hard to stop. Yeah. Uh, at Essendon, I went with Tip and Woody. Over yeah, Shreve, Because every time one. Tip and Woody kicks three goals, the Bombers win. At Sydney, Papley. Yeah. Not only does he kick goals at big times, but he gets them up. He's got yeah. that Papley, energy about them. On Sunday against Carlton, it was Papley in the last quarter yep. that got him going. Yeah. Now, Toby Green at the Giants is the only player I've got as the barometer who's also their best player. So I think so, Toby Green oh, is the It's barometer. rare that you're the best player and the barometer because yeah. the best player plays well every single week. Yeah, but he does play well every single week, but particularly when they win, yeah. I think he elevates himself. Um, Frio, I, I love Lockie Schultz. I think he gets Fremantle Dockers yeah. up and about. 
That's interesting. It's St Kilda. What about was, Mick Walters there? Yeah. Sonny Walters. He hasn't done it for a while, though. Yeah. I think he's been quiet for a little bit. Yeah. It's St Kilda, Rowan Marshall. I think when he's playing well, St Kilda. I couldn't find one at Carlton. I could not find a barometer at Carlton. Mm. Oh. Name yeah. a barometer. Well, Eddie. No, not Eddie Betts. Not anymore. No. no. So uh, there's the, no one at Carlton. Not that doesn't spring. Vacant. Doesn't spring to mind. Yeah. Uh, Gold Coast, I gave it to Greenwood. Hugh Greenwood. I think when he plays well and he's tackling and he's aggressive in and under. Adelaide Tex, probably the yeah. best player as well. But uh, Collingwood, Taylor Adams, when he's playing well, he's tough. He's yeah. inside. Collingwood play well. And Hawthorne and North Melbourne don't have a barometer. Is Dugowie a barometer? Not really. No. When he kicks five. They normally win, yeah. yeah. Yeah, that's true about Hawthorne. I'm trying, I'm trying to I, think. I don't. Was yeah. Luke Brewster barometer? It's no. Nah, not really. I mean, he pops up for three, but he pops up for three goals. Cyril three, used know. to be a barometer, I reckon. Yeah, but. Yeah. And, and West Coast Eagles, I missed out, but that would be uh, Nick Nat and Ewan. Absolutely. When Nick Nat's going well in the middle, they win the game. Hey, halfway through the year, probably a good chance to take stock on the, the young fellas. So. Are there any AFL players that have exceeded expectations? Well, no, it doesn't have to be a young player. We just thought at the halfway mark, you know, who's exceeded. And that, it comes a bit off what I was talking about before with Jake Lever. He's just gone up in my, you know, estimations hugely this year with his leadership. So I thought we'd have a look at some other players. I think if you go to the Bombers, Darcy Parrish, back in round three, if you had said he would have got 30 coaches votes three games in a row. Yeah. Um, I wouldn't have believed you. So I think he's gone up. He's, he's Average definitely 30.3 positions a game. Yeah. Another one that goes under the radar, but he probably might be top two in Richmond's best and fairest is Nathan Broad. He's had his best year ever, and Richmond have been under the pump down back a bit. I reckon he's been one. What about Tom Hickey, Nate? You had him as well. i got Tom Hickey. So I also had Darcy Parrish along with you, Tom Hickey. Yeah. Speaking of young players, I actually had David Bundy at Fremantle. Now, a couple of years ago, he was sent out of the middle and was playing predominantly half forward, half back, gone back into the middle. I don't think Fremantle at the start of the year would have expected David Mundy to do what he's done this year. Great player, but I think he's in career best form, so I don't think they would have done that. Um, And Nick Cox at the Bombers, I don't think they would have thought they were going to get that out of Nick Cox in the first year. Did you have Tom McDonald down as well? Tom McDonald in there. And Jared Lyons at the Brisbane Lions. Without Lockie Neal, I don't think the Lions thought they would get as good a year out of Lyons as what they have. I'll tell you, guy only in the last few weeks of people starting to talk about is Took Miller. He was outstanding. 37 touches again mm. against the Hawks. And oh, the other one, I reckon Brandon Parfitt started to exceed where they thought he'd be at. Richo, I'm tipping there's a bit to be angry about at the moment. And it's doing my <coughs> head in. I don't want to go back here again, oh, no. Nate, but I'm, I'm going to have to. What are you going to do? Who? I'm going to have to. Kane Corns is. Oh, oh you're going up. Kane, Kane again. He's, he's about to be on this show in a couple of weeks. I know. And it's alert. fine. I mean, Kane's a big boy and he, he, he gives out criticism, so I'm sure he can take a little bit. He's had a mare on Monday. What's he done, Matt? Who's, I mean, who's he done? We're talking about Jack Rewalt uh, and his mark uh, just before. And clearly, that was going to be a huge story, wasn't it? That mark. Yeah, I mean, it every, was. You we're look, still talking about it now. We're still talking about it now. You look after that Richmond game, everyone in footy was tweeting about that, Mark. He was going to be a big story. So I reckon Kane has piggybacked himself onto this mark purely to get click, clicks. Well, you thought that he realised 
He, the, the Jack Rewalt mark would be big news. Now, Kane is very good well, at creating not, a headline. Like a scientist to Kane America. is very good at creating a headline. He knew Jack was a story. Wow. So he has then come out and said that Richmond should look to trade Jack Rewalt. Luke Hodgstall, they should sit down and have a chat with him and moving on, move him on so that Callum Coleman-Jones Hodge can wasn't continue traded. to get a game when Tom Lynch comes back. You know, Jack... Coleman-Jones might have to go out of the team. The moment of most hysteria. Absolute nonsense. Kane knows that Richmond are never going to get rid of Jack Rewalt. You're saying he doesn't believe what he's saying. No, I don't think he does. I think this was purely for clicks. And Jack Rewald is going to play 300 games for Richmond in a few weeks' time. He's about to kick 700 goals for Richmond. He's an icon of the club. And he is not going to leave and Richmond are not going to get rid of him. That was just silly by Kane. So it was all about timing. I think so. And the Luke Hodge comparison's not quite right because I reckon Hodgie was retiring anyway and then Chris Fagan got in his ear and then they worked out a little trade just so that Hawthorne got something. Not a good comparison and purely for clicks. And then the Harry and Ben Mackay one going to Essendon. What did, he say, what did he say here? He said Essendon should go and get Harry and Ben Mackay. Well, so should every club. How are you going to get them, though? <laughs> Come on, Kane. Seriously. Come on, Kane. Come on, Kane. He knows that's just for clicks. So you reckon he's made it up just for clicks? I don't think he believes either of those two stories. <laughs> All right, we're going to have a look at the lifestyle section next. Just warms the heart when we get to a new new section of the the rundown. And Brownie says during the little break, <laughs> "What's the lifestyle section?" We've been oh, doing it for years. Oh, there we go. We we In, have a WhatsApp. We top ha- TV shows to get us through lockdown. Okay. Well, this was my idea. Hummer, we you are the aficionado what? when it comes to takeaway food no, and little little treats. You love a little treat, don't you? Little I do. So I want you to give me your top five little treats because we're going to be in lockdown for another Yeah, we week. are. We're about to cop another two we weeks want little, here in Melbourne. We want comfort food or things that make us feel Well, good. because, let's be honest, at home you get bored. Now, I haven't got kids, so it's a little bit different, but you sit at home, you get bored. You just eat. You just eat. <laughs> but you just can't be eating the same things. It's too expensive to go through Uber Eats. So I have got your five must-have foods to get you through lockdown. Right now, first thing you need to go, if you do not have one of these already, jump onto Kmart. Online, you'll get it delivered. You can get it delivered the very next day. A Jaffa line, yeah, not good. a sandwich press. A Jaffa line, because the the possibilities with a Jaffa line are just <laughs> incredible. I mean, you you can you can get exotic. You can just pile in salami, some hot sauce, some cheese. You can put some bolognese in there. Bolognese and healthy. cheese. Healthy. You can good. go white bread if you want to wash your waistline. You go some brown bread. Yeah, it, it's just magnificent. And the thing is, you can just keep making them, and they're cheap. Go buy a loaf of tip top. 200 grams of salami, some cheese and some hot sauce, bang. You're eating like a king for a I day. I like it. I like it. You've got to get a good one, though, so when you close it up, that actually puts it's the indent correct. in Jaffel your Jaffel Iron, yeah. I can't stress this enough, Jaffel Iron and over a sandwich. You know what else it's I've got, got one at home that it's, it's the Jaffel, but then it doesn't do the creases yeah, properly. Yeah, you need the so, seal, the triangle yeah. seal. It's got to seal it because you don't want it falling out everywhere. And then you can – and now I, I will say this. If you don't have a Jaffel Iron, you can't afford one, Don't you don't want to wait. You can make it a, a different version. Get a pan, just put a heap of melted butter in it, or butter in it, melt it, put the, the, the sandwich in it and then put another pan on top that squashes it down. Yeah. Do it for two minutes, flip it over and it's like you've got a Jaffa line. And what that actually does is it keeps the bread fluffier, doesn't sort of toast the bread. So it's a bit different than the, Ooh, um, nice. than the Jaffa and it's magnificent. <laughs> Second thing you need to go and buy. An air fryer. Yeah, got Again, one. Again, you get them for like 49 bucks from Kmart. 
I don't know what they use to heat up. I don't care if it's bloody nuclear, bloody infrared. I don't care what happens. It makes you can make KFC chicken in an air fryer. But how do you? No, I don't understand that. Okay, you so haven't got the herbs yeah, and spices. okay, grab your grab your um, just get a chicken. Now you can either get like drumsticks if you want to go real. I just prefer to get some chicken breast. Right. Turn it into tenders. Right. Flour in the flour. Put in. You can look up the 11 herbs and spices, but I just put some cayenne pepper, some onion, some garlic, salt, pepper in there. Flour that up. Oh, before you've actually done that, it needs to have the chicken sitting in buttermilk. Put that in the flour. Put it in the air fryer. It is like it's like KFC chicken without being fat. Hummer, I mean, you're being a little bit fat. Hummer, and you're wondering why you can't get under the three figures. <laughs> no, I told you I was under the three figures today. <laughs> buttermilk, and it's got no fat. No, but you're not using oil, so it's like a healthy KFC. Olive oil is good for it. Yeah, but you can't be frying everything. Anyway, just go and get an air fryer. Yeah, air fryer's uh, I've spoken about this at length. Frozen pizzas. You get them at Aldi for two dollars ninety nine. They've got their own brand there that that comes with this thick salami. Two ninety nine. Just buy ten of them and you just snack it. it takes twenty minutes to, to do them in so the. So the oven. pizzas taste good though. They are magnificent. I've had frozen pizzas across the globe. Thick or thin pan. These are quite thin, but it's a good quality dough, and the salami itself is sort of – it's almost like a smoked salami. It's not just thin crap. Oh, it's it's had, delicious. You've had frozen pizzas across the globe. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Does it worry you how they can make it so cheap? I don't care. I don't care. Mate, I don't I'm think having, they make money. I'm having them. 12 frozen pizzas a, right. a week. Do you I'm, think I care? I am going to. You've got to go to Aldi. I'm going to get one of these. Can I'm going to go get an Aldi pizza. review it next week? I will. Call I'm going to FaceTime me when you get there because they've got a range. I need to point you into the right direction of which ones. Uh, a food very close to my heart, a universal food. It can be t- You can make this in so many different ways and for so many different occasions, potato gems. Oh, yeah, beautiful. Potato gems. Now, don't. Like, That's something know, I'd never make. How, no, how do you good. make it? Just in the potato gems. Well, you, yeah, correct. You use the air fryer. You can use the oven. Now, here's a trick for you if you don't have an air fryer. It says on the packet to have your oven at 200 degrees for 18 to 20 minutes. Put your oven up to max. Blast it. Absolutely blast it. If you're, just, if you're a bit worried about it a bit later in the cook, you can turn it down. But for the first 10 minutes of those potato gems in there, have it absolutely blasted because it just gets them so crispy. Take them out, bank some salt on, whatever hot sauce you want. I sometimes put some, some meat on there. Some tomato chili sauce on potato gems. Not, I hate tomato sauce, but so I'll have a sriracha mayo. Extraordinary. For a man who loves junk food as much as Hummer, he doesn't like tomato sauce. No, that's, that's weird. weird. So, Very weird. What's the best air fryer? If I'm going to go get an air fryer, because I don't have an air fryer. Uh, just get, you know what I always say? Get the biggest you can afford. That's, you know, so if you can only afford a small one, get a small one. It's like whiskey. Get Buy the best whiskey you can afford, same with the air fryer. The best, the biggest air fryer you can afford, just get. The last locked item that you need to get through lockdown is a case of the green of Victoria Bitter. Oh, just VB. Just VB. Just have a nice little, uh, a case of Victor Bravo. Always stocked up. I, I make sure I don't get below 12. So 12 is my baseline. Once I get to 12 in the fridge, I go <laughs> reorder the box. That's, <laughs> that's every life. night then. That will get you through the next two weeks, Melbourne. Well done. How many VBs would you have a day? Um, no, during the week, none. Oh, that's I'll, a lie. No, I'll have a <laughs> we did say, I did say yesterday, how nice is that feeling when you get the six beer mark? Once you have 10 beers, you start to feel a bit full and you get a bit <laughs> silly. But that, when you get that six-beer mark, you're just warm and you get on Twitter and just warm start t- tweeting. That might explain a few Have you got tweets. TV shows? A uh, new one, just a quick one. I've been, oh. We're on The Americans, um, which is which is it's about... been around a while, What it? is that? Yeah, no, we've, we've only just got onto it, though. So it's about KGB agents living as an oh. American family in um, 
I don't write this down. Around in Virginia, and there's like FBI, FBI agents FBI. involved against KGB. It's very good. How do you? And what streaming service is that on? Uh, I think it's on Stan. Oh, okay. The wife. Right. Uh, I started one last on night phone. called "The Mayor of Easton, yeah. uh, uh, East Town." I saw you tweet about it. Yep. No good. Is it any good? Because it's oh, mate. I, okay, I'm going to admit it. I hated it. But it's you've got to I, give it a go. Yeah, I, I tweeted that halfway through the episode and Twitter absolutely. A few people have said it, you, you're warm. It's, look, it, it's a slow yeah. burn. And I, you know, I'm not much for slow burn. I prefer, you know, like laser beams coming out of dogs' eyes and stuff like that type stuff. Suits, got- I reckon the first episode, you need to get to past the first episode into the second episode Which before one? Suits. I've never watched start. that. I'm going to watch that. Suits. suits. I'm surprised. What? Never watched Suits. Weird. It's been around for ne- never seen years. one episode. Have you seen of the Equalizer? Get a Seinfeld with um, Queen Latifah. It's a new no. series. So that, sounds, that sounds crap. She the old to, one. That she, sounds. She awful. used to be a CIA. You know what I can't watch? I it sounds like the shit show ever. This Brown. is a good way Queen to. Queen Latifah no. is an ex CIA. I'm gonna take this as advice. <laughs> take this to the bank. I refuse to watch any remake of any TV show, and the original Equalizer cannot be topped. The okay. movie? No worries, mate. No, the TV oh. series. Oh, was there a TV? Have yeah. you seen the movie with Denzel? Such a hero. So I wouldn't watch that either because it's a remake. <laughs> oh. oh, righto. All right. Such a hero, aren't you? Nuffy job. <laughs> so what? You just you remakes don't remake. work. No, don't work. Really? No. I'm going, to come list, I'm going to come with a list of remakes. All right, next week. top five yeah, remakes. that's a good one. All right, Nuffy Jar, this week uh, didn't have to leave the room again. Mm. Now, Richard, Brandy pointed a question in the WhatsApp last yeah. night just to go through. So, Higo, who is the from Triple M, uh, more cases Brandy's today following. for Vic, not as bad as was expecting, though, so I feel less anxious. Also, in the past week, there's been 50 cases, blah, blah. Encouraging testing numbers are huge. On your Vic, be well. And then Richo There's replies, no need for you to tweet that. Do we open Friday, Higo? Absolutely like, what, no need for you to tweet that at all. I'm going to ask you a question. Have you at any stage of your life gone out for a coffee or a lunch with Higo? No. <laughs> so you don't know Higo, right? You know that he's in the media and he's got a tick there. So you just thought, I'm going to piggyback on the back of that and then maybe some people will go, oh, good one, Richo. So you're wrong tick. here. So, you're wrong but here. you've never, ever... Had a coffee or lunch with him. I'll tell you what so I have done with him. Why going, would you ask a question of I've him? I've had a beer with him at a few gigs over the years. So oh, just have you? now, I'll, I'll, I'm going to admit that that was a, a bad moment for me. You know what happened there? <laughs> You've that, been drinking. You've had a melt. Yeah. That was on. Was that on Tuesday afternoon or <laughs> uh, Monday afternoon? It was. Mm. That was. There was a lot of talk at Monday Arvo that we were going to go another week, right? In yeah. lockdown. Um, the kids were right uh, in my grill all afternoon. Mm-hmm. One was crying. The other one was whinging and moaning all afternoon. I then rolled my ankle on a Thomas the Tank Engine toy. <laughs> Thomas? That makes me feel good. Right. I rolled my ankle <coughs> and then I had about four or five beers and then I tweeted. Yeah. That's a six-beer tweet if I've seen one. <laughs> I probably should have brought this to the table, but um, speaking oh. of Kane Corns and our great man Rowan Connolly, uh, he said what Kane said. I should yeah. have brought this up before, but he said Kane's had a brain fart. <laughs> or he may have called Kane a brain fart, I think, which <laughs> I laughed at. Any time brain fart comes up, yeah, particularly happy. from Roco. Uh, well, that, you know what? I, I should have just said that in what's doing my head in because that sums it up. <laughs> okay. All right, let's give some votes next. Next. <laughs> 
Richo Brownie Hummer Award. The concept is simple. In the best, you give one vote to Hummer, two to Brownie, three to Richo. In the worst, you give three to Hummer, two to Brownie, one to Richo. Having a look at the leaderboard in the best, the Bont has just absolutely skyrocketed to the top on 10. Christian Petraka on seven. Tex Walker, six. Sydney Swan, six. Darcy Parrish, five. And Jeremy Cameron, five. Off for the worst, Collingwood 13, St Kilda 10, Geelong 6, our man, the Count Christo 6 and North Melbourne on 6. Richo, your best. Uh, best, I gave one to Took Miller, just an underrated player. He's now gone five games in a row, over 30 touches and just a great leader for that young Suns team. Two to the barometer, the real oh. barometer at Brisbane, Mitch Robinson, four goals, career best. Uh, he's, he's getting better, Mitch. Just a great player up there. And I gave three to Jack Rewalt. Uh, not just for the mark. He took 14 marks, kicked five goals. But when Richmond needed someone to stand up in the last quarter, he did it on his own. He did. I gave him one vote, Jack Rewalt, for the reasons you said there. Two votes to the AFL. We can be very negative towards the AFL at times, but COVID hit and it hit pretty late in the week and we're locked down on a Thursday. They were able to get a full round away, move clubs. We've got another round this weekend. Past that, we don't know what's going to happen, but the agility that the AFL showed to get those games yeah. played was pretty good under duress. Um, and a guy who plays for Chelsea is a guy called Kai Havertz. Now, they Chelsea? Just won the cha- they just won the Champions League. No, you're a soccer man. No. Uh, I am a bit of a soccer man, Matthew. Um, and he is the highest paid player in Chelsea's history. Mm, right. And the, What's he get a week? Not sure, but it's right. like... A lot. 500. About what you got to a a year from Lotto. Um, And he was asked about being the highest paid player in Chelsea's history and they just won the Champions League. And his response, and I love the honesty, he went back to the guy interviewing him and said, I don't really give up. He goes, I just won the Champions League. (laughs) Got him. (laughs) Richo, the worst. Uh, Well, I can't. Spray Kane Corns like I did without giving him a vote as well. Yeah, good yep. point. So good. he gets a vote, Kane. Uh, is he coming on this show? Yep. That's good. Two weeks from now. Look forward to seeing Brandy's Kane. got to confirm it. Uh, two to Hawthorne, your team, Hum. That, I just don't know where they're at at the moment, the Hawks. No. And three to the West Coast Eagles, who are now losing games at Optus Stadium. Gee, I, I really thought they'd bounce back strongly this year. I know they've got injuries. They brought Elliot Yo back on the weekend, probably, mm. probably needed a run, Elliot, but... Gee, they've got to get moving, the Eagles, so I gave them three. You've built a good case with Kane Corns, so I've changed my votes. Oh, and, you've given him a um, vote. I've actually put him in there now. <laughs> it's a good case. Oh. You've built a good case. You've swayed me in. Kane Corns, one vote. Uh, I gave two votes, and this might surprise you, to the Western Bulldogs. They've played two really good sides now in Richmond and Melbourne, and both times they wilted under the pressure. So – and – to win in September, they need to figure that out. Yeah. So they'd be worried about that. And three votes at St Kilda for the reason oh. that Matthew Lloyd was asked to help out Young King with his goal kicking, but St Kilda vetoed that and said, no, let's keep it in-house. Why? Let's get Why somebody would they do that? Because they want to keep it internal. That was the reason. So, Well, they got Ruffy there, Jack young, Ruffy. Young Max King went out and asked, you know, right. Lloydy, if he could help out. Right. And he said, happy to help out, got to check it off with St Kilda. But St Kilda came back and said no. What type of cash do those specialist coaches get? I don't like a goal kicking coach. Yeah. I don't reckon he'd want it. Well, he's doing it for the love. Well, I think if Max oh, King Lloyd, asked him, yeah, oh, I don't Lloyd think Lloyd'd be getting paid nah. for that. No, if Max King asked him, Lloyd'd just do it. Did you ever offer your kicking. services as a goal? Well, no, you shouldn't have. Be a goal kicking coach <laughs> at a footy club. It wouldn't be much. You'd probably be down there two days a week. 
What about um, that? Might be Twenty or thirty. Yeah, that was a good clip. I liked it. Well, like, let's be honest. Yeah, you got a lot of footy, but Come I think on, goal kicking. Wasn't you play third division, Ammo. So I, I reckon <laughs> you should. It's fourth. Fourth. <laughs> I reckon you should just. I'm just saying the goal kicking wasn't as strong as part of your game. <laughs> All right, well, previews and hypotheticals to finish. Division, old Campbell. <laughs> it's not fourth. It is fourth division. It's Canterbury. Um, no, Richo, I think it's fair to say that perhaps your services are goal kicking. No, nah, they weren't in high They're demand. not required, let's be honest. Hypotheticals? <laughs> no, nah, we've got the previous Brownies first. Getting information. Yeah, my parking's about to expire as well. Melbourne, Brisbane, $1.77. Uh, Brisbane, $2.10. This one's playing paint in Sydney, I think. Giant Stadium. Uh, I, think, I think Brisbane will. Yeah. Be. I think. Brisbane are two goals better than any other team at scoring. They're scoring 112 points a game at the moment. Ooh, take the odds. And if ever a forward line can challenge the Dees defence, I think it might be Brisbane. So in a close one, Brisbane. Yeah, great game of footy coming up. Don't really care who wins or loses as long as it's a good game, but I think Brisbane will win. Dream time at Optus Stadium, Essendon $2.71, Richmond $1.47. Toby Nankervis out. Um, Essendon don't really have a, a really strong... Number one Ruckman, not like a Nick Natanui, so <coughs> mightn't hurt Richmond as much as another week. But, gee, I'm, I'm really thinking this is a flip of the coin. I think Essendon are playing really good footy. Mm-hmm. Richmond in patches. I mean, even last week against the Crows, they let the Crows get off to a start, then they let them come back. Um, I'll stay with Richmond in a real close one. Yeah, tip the Bombers. Tip the Bombers because they played there last week. They beat West Coast. They yeah. stay there. And Shane Edwards back for Richmond. Yeah, so the Bombers for me. Last game we'll look at, surprising that we, you know, who would have thought a few weeks ago these would be the odds? Carlton $1.85, favourites against West Coast $2. Yeah. yeah I can't I'd... get them favourites, but where's yeah. it been played this one? Sydney this is at well? the SCG, oh, SCG Sunday Arvo. So Carlton have been in Sydney. They, they've played there last week on this ground. They played it quite well too. I'm just worried about West Coast at the moment. I think Carlton might win this game. Yeah, I'm going to go Carlton too. Homotheticals to finish. Bit of a mix and match this one. A bit of bit from Reddit. One is actually from a listener, uh, right. and we have we have some great suggestions. Thank you to all the listeners that send me all the um, homotheticals and the around the grounds as well each week. So if you see anything you, you want brought up on the show, please let me know. This is sent in from James Smith. I assume that's probably a fake name. Uh, if, Why? Jane, no one's called James Smith, is it? Of course they That's are. a fake name. I've ever heard one. Who? What's the fake name? James Smith. No, it's real. Why would what? he use an alias to send in a homothetical? Well, I don't know, but James Smith sounds a bit weird. Uh, okay. If both Brownie and Richo in their prime were to swap bodies, who would have been the pair to player? So who would have been able to you if you just swapped... Like, well, you're the same person. Imagine putting my skills on his size. I would have... I would have – I'm not – Imagine putting I don't his want to uncoordination into my little body with my calves. I don't want to pump myself up, but if I had Brownie's kicking ability and skills, uh, I probably – He would have won every Brownie. I would have kicked 1,200 goals, sorry. <laughs> goals. That is a very good goal. <laughs> there, there you go. I didn't think that. All right, this is a different one. I mean, um, I got 800 goals out with some very ordinary skills. With my skills, you would have done. Yeah, but you've also got Brownie's <laughs> shitty work ethic. Actually, that's a good point. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't have a shit work ethic, by the way. In this games, man, I worked This is a man hard. that finished behind the Ruckman in the Tan Time Troll. 
Greg Stafford beat him, mate. Greg Stafford beat you in a tan title. He needed a win. All right. Okay, so this is this is titled The Good Die Young. That was a good hypothetical by James Smith. It was, <laughs> James Smith, your real name. Uh, the better a person you are, i.e. the more of an effort you put into being selfless or do good things for other people, will actively cause you to live a shorter life. Assume the most saintly person in the world lives to 35. Conversely, the more evil you are, the longer you will live. How would this affect society at large and how would it affect you two? Oh, I think well, we'd be anic- in a anic- fair bit of trouble, mate. Board. There's a lot of selfish people out there that are going to choose the latter. Be awful. Would you, would you yeah. stop doing selfless things? Not at all. I'd still give to the church. <laughs> I, I think the world would be in a massive trouble. Shocking. Yeah. You reckon? Yeah. Yeah, I'd be- yeah I probably agree. Yeah. All right, I've got one more. I'm down on that one, <laughs> yeah, I'm flat as a tack now. <laughs> all right, here we go. Hammer. <laughs> Better than that. That was a Reddit one. I'm in a bad place with hypotheticals. You know what? My confidence is down. So I'm spending a lot of time researching them and, and going through. And so I'm, you've got one job in this whole thing is the hypotheticals, and then to give you all the subjects that we come up with into a rundown. We, you haven't done it. Right, I've got this last one. Uh, and again, this will probably not wrap up the best hypotheticals we've had, but we'll bounce back next week. A wizard tell. <laughs> A wizard teleports in front of you and hands you a potion. He says this potion will restore the consumer's body to when they were 20 and they will retain their memories. So instantly you have this, you go back to 20, but you still remember yeah. your kids and everything like that. Uh, he says, um, you know this wizard isn't lying and it's not a trick. He says any attempt to replicate or study this potion will ruin it. There's only enough for one person. So do you one? Do you give it to like an old uh, parent of yours? Like do you, do you give it to a parent or someone old? Do you wait till you're old and use it yourself? Do you give it to your kids in the hope that they will use it when the time comes? Or do you tell the wizard no thanks? I need it already. Yeah, I'd be taking it. Already? Well, you yeah. wouldn't waste it now, would you? No, I need it now. Yeah, we need I it. I walked into my office yesterday and I stood there for 15 seconds and couldn't work out why I was there. <laughs> Kombucha's not working, mate. I need kombucha. Oh, for you, I would brain. sell it. Your kombucha it's, is not working. I think I'd be selfish this time. I, I, most of the time, when the but wouldn't you wait till you're older then take it? No, nah, I need it now. I'm worried about. The you're feelings. only how old are you now? Forty five. So maybe I won't. Saving twenty five. Maybe years. I won't tweet like I do if I have that now. <laughs> I'd be having it now. I'd be silly. All right, that will do. I promise you, hypotheticals next week. That wasn't a bad one, though. That I one. didn't mind that one. The, the first one was the best, James Smith. All right, good luck. Hey, if you're in Stay Melbourne safe. listening, if Stay you're in Victoria safe. listening, just give yourself a bit of a chop out. Enjoy those foods. And if you're Enjoy up in the Mallee, we're at six and a half hours away of any uh, any coronavirus or down the other end of uh, the other Surely Mildura seven comes hours out of lockdown, away. I think so. Well, we'll find out soon. Hey, good luck on the weekend. Enjoy the footy. Gamble responsibly.